0: Welcome to the Gardening the Hudson Valley podcast, where every week we bring you new inspiration from the gardens and gardeners of New York's beautiful Hudson Valley, making you an even better gardener. And now, here's your host, Marie Iannotti. Hello and welcome to the Gardening the Hudson Valley podcast the show that brings you gardening news and tips from the gardens and gardeners of New York's beautiful Valley region. I'm your host, Marie Iannotti. Well, as mild as the weather has been this fall, and it has been mild, I'm pretty sure most of us haven't been focusing on gardening this month. If you have, great, but like many of you, I've been pulling out the Christmas decorations, which always sends you down memory lane, Right. I mean, it's dumbfounding how much history is in things we use only once a year. But all year long, we display all kinds of photos and awards and trinkets in our homes to let people know who we are, where we've been, what we've accomplished. Our homes really do become expressions of ourselves. So today, I'm asking, do our gardens? Hmm, I don't know. I mean, I'm not suggesting we fill our gardens with memorabilia and a lot of junk that we'll have to dust, but is your personality in your garden? Or is it just a a study in good taste, or maybe questionable taste? We won't go into that here. But many, many of us created our gardens in fits and starts, right? But once you got past the initial stages and a real garden started taking form, you began to have definite ideas about how you wanted it to look and feel and what you wanted your garden to convey. That's not just how your garden speaks to you, it, it's what it's saying to everyone who visits it. Like the inside of your home, your garden can give your friends a, a glimpse into your life and loves. A couple of foundation shrubs and a pot of red geraniums doesn't really tell us much, but when someone makes the effort to create a garden, it truly is an active expression, maybe even more so than decorating a home. Gardens evolve and our story develops along with them. Now lots of people say they aren't good at telling stories, but stories are as simple as having a beginning, a middle, and an end. Where does your garden begin? Is it a space people can come into, or is it some undefined space around your house? Do people immediately know where to go? Do you have an inviting entrance? You don't need a sign for this. It can shout hello in bright colors or or entice with whimsical ornaments. Maybe it's guarded. Maybe it has a little mysterious intrigue. Whatever it is, if you're going to begin your story by announcing the start of your garden, let it hint at what we can expect to see in it. Now that you've gotten people's attention, once inside, does your garden take them on a journey? Are there choices to be made about which way to go? And, and is there some suspense or a sense of expectancy about what, where they'll wind up? Or do you put it all out there on view? Straight lines and open spaces really don't offer a chance for discovery. If you want to tell a story, you'll want your visitors to slow down and pay attention. Curved paths, hidden corners, even wide landings where people will naturally want to pause and take in the view, these will cause them to notice more nuance along the way. If you don't have that much space, you can still evoke the sense of hidden gems by layering your plants or Putting little surprises in your beds, like like an unexpected ornament peeking out at them, or an unusual plant, maybe a black lace sambucus, or yellow peony, or a change in levels, whether by mounding soil, or maybe you put a potted plant on a stand right smack in your border. Showcase the things you love the most in your garden the way you would in a curio cabinet. These are focal points, the design concept used to tell people where to look to direct the eye to a certain spot. Focal points also add an element of surprise. And more than that, if you put a piece of sculpture or a large, beautiful, unusual plant in the middle of a border, you're not just telling people to slow down and pay attention. You're telling them, this is what I value. So remember that the next time you're tempted to buy an ornament of questionable taste. We won't go into that here either. But that does bring us back to, what is your garden story? Does it have a theme? Does it reflect the same taste you designed with indoors, or is it your place to escape to? Are you a plant collector in search of the unusual? Have you created a tropical paradise in upstate New York? Or maybe it's your own private theme park. I've seen them. Maybe you've created a very personal pass-along garden, or, or like Rockefeller's Kikeit, you've got a place to showcase your taste in art. I've seen that too. Having and knowing your point of view can make it so much easier to know where and what to plant, so don't be afraid to run with it. Repetition is another key component of garden design because it makes your garden feel cohesive. It also emphasizes your garden's story, whether it's dashes of flamboyant red here and there, a particular plant that gets used in multiple spots, or maybe it's a plethora of frog statues. Whatever you repeat is seen as clues sprinkled about your garden that give a glimpse into your story. And finally, have a destination and make it worth the trip. It doesn't have to be grand. It usually isn't grand. You could lead us out to a great view, the perfect meditation spot, a folly, a wildflower meadow, your vegetable garden, a simple viewing bench, whatever makes you want to stop and soak it all in. I don't think it should be a dead end, just like a pause that allows the visitor to put the pieces of your garden together. Although, you could even have the garden wind back to your patio in some inviting seating, which also says something about you. It says, your garden is an intrigue, but it's still welcoming. What story does your garden tell? What does it say about you? I actually would really love to hear it, and I will be posting this over on Facebook. If you'd like to share your story, please, please do. Either way, I hope you never hesitate to make your garden as personal as your home. If you missed any of this podcast, you can find the write-up on the website at gardeningthehudsonvalley.com. Please stop by and pick up your free copy of How to Design a 4 season Garden. And once again, I thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me here again next week at uh, Gardening and Valley Podcast. Have a really sane time Christmas shopping. (laughs) Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.